Beardy and the Beast Media Club. This is placeholder intro song. Thank you for joining us for Beardy and the Beast Media Club. This is a full spoiler discussion into a piece of media. We will not sacrifice those spoilers to make money from an unknown source. As always, if you enjoy what we do, give us a like, share, and a sub. Otherwise, join us in the discussion in the comments or at our Discord. My name is Drew, and as always, tagging along is our hapless rookie, Devin. I'm not completely hapless. <laughs> hey, I'm in charge of the police station. <laughs> Today we'll be discussing 2021's video game-adapted film, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. So, Devin... Did this piece feel Ada Wong, or did it feel Ada Wright? Not <laughs> so much. <laughs> uh, I, I think it hit. I think it hit the mark that we kind of talked about when we were discussing recording this here. Mm. It's not Silent Hill. It's not Silent Hill Revelations. It's kind of in between, which is kind of where I was hoping it would end up being. Hmm. Um, like to. I guess the the first thing to say, and I kind of want to throw this out there at the beginning because this is a full spoiler podcast. I personally think if you're unsure whether or not you should see this movie in theaters, as um, at this time it is uh, currently in theaters, I would recommend seeing it and making up your own mind this is not a movie i would recommend against seeing in theaters so i just want to get that out of the way before we yeah. go into a more detailed discussion in case someone uh is looking at this cast as a like i don't know if i should see it maybe i'll listen to these guys yeah i say um, yeah at, at worst you'll find it i think you'll find it passable at best you'll find it good uh i don't think yeah Sorry, do you have a bit more preamble before I segue from that? Oh, no, I was going to pop back to what you were saying, which was, yeah, where it sits trying to be a video game adaptation and a film based on a video game. It's really intriguing to me. It definitely felt more true to form. Yes. It definitely felt much more like a, a Resident Evil than any of the other Resident Evil movies. Yeah. Um, there's like a lot of nice touches with it. Um, one of the things I noticed like right off the beginning was like when they're in the orphanage, there was like a poster for the just generic first aid spray. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I like that touch. Um, I really liked how, um, early, early on Jill was making reference to like boss fights in the games. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely feel that this was made by someone who actually knew the source material. I know we've kind of talked about that before, where um, you can tell when someone knows the source material or doesn't. Oh, yeah. I, Knowing the source material um, as compared to someone who, like, read a wiki once. Yeah. Um, I think... I think the biggest... Like my the immediate negative that comes to my mind, I'll just get it out on the table with this, is I don't 
100% think this would be the best introduction into the world of Resident Evil. Um, I think it's good. I think it does stand alone on its own. But just the way some of the references are done, um, the scene that immediately comes to my mind, for example, is um, with the liquor in the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so you had, um, is it Lisa? You know, telling him to be quiet. But it didn't, and I know from the games, it's like, no, you don't run from the liquor. You walk by as quietly as you can because they can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's little things like that that I'm like, I think this might need, is assuming that you're coming in knowing it. Unlike Silent Hill, where it didn't matter if you knew the games or not. The monsters were still, the monsters were still, still there. So just kind of like little bits of lore like that. Well, I think it might be a bit more tainted for you because you're much more familiar with the game source than, than me. Yeah. But I like, I didn't know the whole uh, liquors can't see thing. And it came across to me that it was communicated well as to the yeah. reason why they like i knew it was gonna be a liquor because i know what a liquor is yeah um and the way they positioned it with the lights going and then lisa going like Shh, and then pointing upwards was was enough yeah okay yeah for for layman like you know something's on the ceiling yeah but i thought what i thought you were gonna say was the terrible cgi oh <laughs> i mean that's just That's just there. <laughs> um, honestly, it didn't. It didn't actually take me out too much, surprisingly. Uh, no, I'm, well, we'll, we'll talk about the effects yeah. more later. I, I kind of like this train that we're on. Yeah. Uh, not the train at the end, <laughs> but uh, the train that we are currently on. I felt, you know what? It's gonna be weird to say this. I think it tried to lean into the video games a little too much. It definitely came off more like if you, if you have ever played the game Quantum Break, which is uh, it's pretty much just an interactive movie as far as video games go. Uh, it had that same feeling. Okay. So instead of being a entry point for someone who's not quite familiar with video games or the uh, what I like to call inventory management games, like <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil. Uh, Looking at you, Resident Evil Five. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, I agree. It's it's probably not the best entry point, whereas the first Resident Evil one was much more theatrical. It was more cinematic, so it was yes. a much better introduction, even though it didn't really try to stay that true. Yeah. Um and the bits of the first Resident Evil, like the original Milyovovich one. I mean, the parts that were true to the game were done pretty well, like I, the dog hallways and such. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I really like the the first one. Well, all of them, but <laughs> I just do things to myself. I enjoy watching them too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree though. It's that almost leaned that little bit too much into the games, and I think. This is something I was kind of wrestling with with it is the 
I like that they combined Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Because I don't necessarily think you would have quite enough to make either of them into their own standalone. I can agree. Like, yeah. But it almost felt like it could have used just, I mean, it's already, it's not exactly a short movie, but it could have used just like a little bit more room to breathe, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. And not much, just, just a little bit more. I, I can't really think of a clear example of where it's like, okay, like we know Claire and Leon are alone in the police station. We know Jill and Chris are alone in the Spencer mansion. We get snippets of it and they edited in a way that that worked like with just like the time skip time stamps in the film. But it almost would have been nice to see it just a little bit more of the, I guess, exploration aspect and add that little bit more aspect to the survival. Like, oh crap, where are we going to get extra ammo or something? Well, I think that's a good negative point of view for that aspect. I have a very good positive one. Uh, so you you and I rather recently did uh, the Resident Evil Six and then tried to play Five and I wasn't having having it. Yeah. Um, so th- this movie was able to replicate the multi multiple storylines that were interweaving, which is an a- aspect of the games that I really like. Um, so you have like these, but you can't do it in the same way of the games. You can't have one person's entire storyline and then jump backwards. And then have another person's storyline and where it meets up. You can't do that in a movie format. Yeah. You could probably do it in a short TV show. Yes. But in this format, having them do it snipping in that way, though it's very much a negative for what you say, and I agree, uh, I think it was the only way that they could do the multiple storylines in a manner that makes sense. Otherwise, they would have just had to follow one main protagonist. Yeah, and, and and I agree. Like it's like my point while negative, it it's a minor negative. It's mm-hmm. one of those it's one of those I wish we saw a little bit more, but it also made sense. because um, I guess you can assume that during that little bit of exploring, right, that's when we're cutting to we're cutting to Claire instead of Chris. <laughs> so it it makes sense. And again, the actually really enjoyed just the the snips of the timestamps and kind of give us an idea of how the night's going for them. Uh, I, I, I've always just hated that as a feature of films. Yeah. So as, as a thing that happens, I just, every time I see it, it's a, it's a groan from me, even though. <laughs> no, I, th- I think the movie would have been the, uh, the same without it because we're dealing with characters in different locations not really seeing what's happening with them knowing we have that timeline i feel like i feel like my idea of the movie needing had that little bit more room to breathe would be exasperated by not having the timestamps, not having that idea of how time is flowing because we really don't have any other indication like we're not going to watch um it's just like it's generally yeah. something that is pushed in a different way. Yeah. I mean they could have they could have done it's just something I don't like. 
Um, yeah, that's fair. They, they could have done any number of things, like a sky shot with the moon traveling across the sky. They could have, um, and then repeatedly cut to that, or had scenes with like tall clocks. Mm. Like that is a feature of these type of games. So having those chime um, could have been a thing. There's yeah, just a, a bunch of other t- techniques, especially when Buddy had a friggin' Palm Pilot the entire yeah. time. They kept, they kept looking at it like it could have had the time on it. Yeah, that's fair. But um, I mean, it's it's just a technique I dislike. Uh, mm. So my my perception of it compared to this film is tainted. So I don't have a uh, objective point of view. <laughs> I guess you could say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, no, they. I really do like how they. Yeah, how they did the interweaving of the stories. Clearly, the stories became separate. Like they didn't have any communication with each other. Mm-hmm. It, it was that alone was a good way to set up uh, how bad the situation was. Well, th- here's here's the thing, and this this is this is why it was so great. Because they pushed it back to the late '90s, all of a sudden the biggest plot hole, or series of plot hole in every movie, are instantly filled because no one's got a cell phone. Yeah, except for the guy playing Snake on his Nokia brick. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, who's? Are they going to call each other? No. No. Like that communication is like everyone is doing their own separate things, and like the whole. Every everything coincidentally lines up is seems to be quite the feature of the Resident Evil game. Like, yeah, is a point for them. So I'll tell I'll tell you one thing that I liked. It's it's a two compounded thing. They had that feeling of like a slight mystery in the background on something that was overall like a horror action situation. Yeah, Resident Evil's always kind of had like this little mystery of what's going on in like entire world of resident evil yeah and i thought they pushed that through well or at least as much as my experience with the the games has been yeah but the big big thing i liked was an inclusion of a puzzle Mm -hmm. yes the the piano puzzle though they didn't focus on it and they didn't do like the campy, oh, I'm doing a puzzle, look at the screen for like three seconds is how it usually yeah. feels like when they're trying to pander. This one actually felt like, a, oh, we should, you know, we should put this in. It's something in the games, but we're not going to make it the focal point. It was just a nice inclusion. It was. And they, they did something similar in the orphanage as well. And the keys that um, mm. this gives gives like those are the keys you collect within through the police station in resident evil 2 like mm-hmm. all of the suits uh, so i think the only thing that might have changed there slightly is have something indicating which key to use just give that little aspect of a puzzle because they didn't really do that i mean mm-hmm. she didn't even use a red key in the red balloon <laughs> that's true but i wonder if that's a color grading thing because the the color grading in the entire movie could have like there was symbol or symbols are colored on them there's like hearts mm-hmm. or whatever yeah i just i didn't notice in fact it it didn't it should have occurred to me because of how much of a elite gamer i am <laughs> uh, um yeah. it it must have it might have occurred to me that uh 
the whole key in hidden in the wall would have been a puzzle, but I didn't catch on there. Yeah. I think with that, that set design, Mm -hmm. like, like I'll use the orphanage there in particular. Um, I've recently played Resident Evil two, the remake of it. And the set design was on point. I can remember in that orphanage scene, like there's a bit where you're actually sneaking around with that as, as Sherry Birkin, Mm -hmm. the the, the kid Sherry. And I'm like, Nope, this looks pretty close to, to visually how it was. I mean, the plot points around it were, were changed for the film, but uh, the visuals of that, the visuals of the police station, the visuals of Spencer mansion, they were on point. They definitely, they definitely gave me a feel a little bit of like visually how it felt when we were playing RE6 and then memories I have from like being a teenager playing RE2. Yeah. Um, It was, yeah, definitely. It was, it was firmly rooted in the set design is why it was able to do it. It didn't do like a Silent Hill where even the, camera angles were like homages to the video game this was definitely shot in a more uh straight on manner i guess you could say so having it with that feeling the lighting was probably important with that too Mm -hmm. but it definitely gave you the feel of those situations you have in the game where like what's a what's a good one the uh a lighter scene yeah under the table um, though that's not really an event that would occur while playing a Resident Evil, just because it's like you can't script that in a game. Yeah. Well, at that time. Yeah. But having such a limited lighting source, like in most nowadays movies, if someone had a lighter, they would like they would start it out really dim and be like, "Oh, you can't really see." But then for the audience, there would be like so much residual lighting. That as an audience, you'd be able to see everything in the room. Um, <laughs> where they didn't, they didn't even try to do that in this. Like they definitely gave you that, like you are alone in the dark, surrounded yeah. by these like zombies. I'll tell you one thing that I really liked about the set design. It, oh, actually, my my last point about how the set design really encompassed the feeling. It's probably. Like the pinnacle point of it is probably um, in the mansion office with the crashed helicopter. Mm. So it's, it seems to me that in the Resident Evil games, like having an obstruction that prevents you from going in a direction or that changes the path of the situation seems, seems to be something that occurs frequently. Yes. So you, you originally had the, the truck and it's like oh now we can't go out that way close the gates and then blah 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 in the helicopter scene it felt like it was that event happened it changed the atmosphere and it also initiated the the rise towards the climax mm-hmm. that's where it really started so that made it feel a lot like a game yeah but one thing the set design did really well is it 
did a really good job at hiding the lower budget of this film. Mm. This was a film that after playing the game of where in Canada is the shot, uh, <laughs> I, I noticed that it was legitimately what four buildings and a street and a forest. Yep. And then probably yep. like sets within a warehouse. So the dark atmosphere of it really helped. Especially hiding some of the the lower budget feels of it, and the and this this is why like I have to harsh on on this movie for just having bad CGI, especially when the practical effects were actually pretty decent. Yeah, I didn't think the liquor looked real, and I just hated the final monster. The liquor, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, but. It looked better than it did in Resident Evil and <laughs> the, the Jovovich one. Um, I think I did not mind the final monster, um, Birkin. The, the design was fine. Mm. It was the graphics around it. It, so I guess there's a couple aspects to it. So, um, it was very close to at least how it was in um, how he was in Resident Evil 2, the remake, mm -hmm. um, like instantly recognizable for what it was. Um, I, I want to, I wish I could find more about the, about the effects, but of course just came out. So there's no real trivia for it yet. Cause I felt like some of the, like I thought some of the final monster was practical and I think they might've switched a little bit between them or, or sorry, I guess the, you're talking to the final, final monster. Not yes. Before, okay. Yeah. No, the final, final monster. Yeah. No, that was terrible. Yeah. I like uh, when um, it, when it was, when it was buddy with, who was like half transformed with the yeah. eyes on the arms, like some of it bugged me just from, uh, I've grown up with CGI. Like I've yeah. seen it developed from, you know, reboot and beast wars to what it is now yeah um so seeing a little bit of questionable like i guess haziness on his arm where the eyeballs were mm -hmm. but i was like okay you know it looks fine um it doesn't look like they took the smudge tool in photoshop and just pushed it right which yeah. is a terrible thing um, that you'll see sometimes with bad CGI, but that final, final monster where he's just like a big dude. Again, the design was fine. They, I think they should have had a practical piece for it. Mm -hmm. And I think the only, there might've been a practical piece when it came to the face. Yeah. Face in the chest. But I think they should have had a practical piece for a hand and at least the monster's face not not buddy's face in the chest and not shown so much of it yes definitely didn't need to show so much of it but um, it, it did I, do the video game thing i'll give it this it did the video game thing where it just grabbed a character and it was just like flailing it around and then buddy had to shoot it so it would drop the character yes straight I'm out like, of a video game <laughs> straight out of our playthrough of resident evil 6 it happened yeah. multiple times um and i guess that's that's an aspect of it. like i i really do feel it captured 
captured the feel of the games well. So I figured out. Okay. It's because that scene was just far more well lit than the other scenes. Mm. It just came out that much more. If it was half as bright, like having a monster actually coming out of the darkness rather than being able to see its full form. Yes. And they should have done that with the liquor too. And that would have hidden it again. Yes. Yep. Nope. You're right. I'm just going to steal the vocal focus for a moment here. This movie is also so much better quality than the trailer makes it out to be. I'm sorry, whoever cut that trailer and like color graded the trailer, they did something to it that just makes it so B movie. Uh-huh. And this, this is easily a B plus movie. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so I think, uh, so, so where, where I was going there is um, just to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really do feel they captured the feel of the games. Like, even though they changed a little bit of the plot points around, but yeah, I that's minor. Uh, it works in the universe. In the Spencer Mansion, we have Jill and Chris and Wesker dealing with a lot more horde than they are in the police station. Mm-hmm. Because you gave the people who are basically military, like special forces for the Raccoon City Police Department can handle this type of situation. Mm. And they did that very well, right? So much like when we were playing, like when, when we were playing the games, like there were characters that clearly knew how to use a weapon, but then we had the military campaign where we are literally I, the military and they play so different. I think they thing... captured that. Well, one thing, like in that same aspect that they didn't capture well is ammo felt like it wasn't a consumable resource. Yes. It felt like they just had it. Yes. I was, I I didn't like that, but the Spencer Mansion stars thing definitely felt like the military campaign in RE6. Yeah. Yeah, definitely did. And, and that's where I was saying, like, the just going back to that adding that a little bit more the oh god we do need to conserve we do need to like the ammo scarcity Mm -hmm. um would have been nice to have but even even with that like like the one time like when we see claire getting the ammo for the shotgun i'm like i'm pretty sure that is the graphic that's used in the game for the shotgun ammo Well, those those were nice because, like, everything of that nature were nods, not yes. panders. Yes. I hate a pander, <laughs> but I love a nod. Yeah. Um, so, again, that, that first aid spray, like, the ammo, oh. things coming through windows. That was a big mm-hmm. thing of Resident Evil. So, having that dog burst through the window uh, of the car. Yeah. And I definitely like how they brought the dog back mm. like they <laughs> they resolved the the trucker storyline in such they a really way like it, it was concluded in a, in a great way i really like um actually gonna go with the dog there for a second um as iconic as a scene as it is i'm glad they didn't have the dogs in the mansion yeah well there was just so many there was already so many zombies in it it already felt yeah. 
weighed down or cluttered. Yeah. Um, though I'm pretty sure it's been a while since I've seen the cutscene. Um, but talking about the shots, that was one thing that they that they did reference well. The first zombie we see in the Spencer Mansion, I'm pretty sure that is ripped from ripped exactly from uh the game. Oh, that's cool. Which is nice because again, you're still it's that like you said, they're giving the nods. This is why I feel they knew the source material and, and knew how to tweak it um, because there was a lot of tweaks in it. Um, well, you always have to, to make sure that it at least translates. Yeah. And if I remember the chronology of, of resident evil properly, uh, technically resident evil one happens just a little bit before resident evil two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, this is where the changes are. Like, I don't know if they're, I can't recall anything about the Redfields being orphans and having ties to Umbrella like they did in the movie here. But it worked for XP. I don't have an issue with it. Um, but it's like Claire and Chris weren't estranged. Mm. The whole reason Claire went to, went to Raccoon City is because he's been missing because of Spencer Mansion. <laughs> Okay, I see. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily mind the change because it did, it tightened it up and it made everything related in a way, instead of having everything yeah. just be coincidental. I think that that is a, ch I can forgive that as a choice for the movie translation. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I don't think it was bad. It's just kind of one of those, those interesting things, but. Like it changed, I mean, it, the way it changes it, they still explained. It's like, yeah, the reason Claire was so good with the gun was because her brother was special forces. Mm, as mm. opposed to, I've had a rough life, that yeah. type of thing. Um, so it, it threw me off a little bit just seeing that orphanage scene, but that again comes like the basically pre opening orphanage scene with them because. Because of familiarity. Uh, so I wasn't sure who we were following. I kind of figured. Yeah, I wasn't sure who we were following at first. Took a little bit to realize it was Chris and Claire. Uh, I see. I see. Right. Um, so minor, but. Well, the thing, the thing that got me was I'm trying to think here. I at one point I did get confused. <laughs> And had mixed up um, Leon and Chris. Yes. And I, I thought Leon was Chris. So I was like, this interaction doesn't make sense to me right now. Mm -hmm. Like, shouldn't they know each other? And then I'm like, oh, no, this is, this is Leon. Yeah. That is, I agree. I, I had that happen a, a couple times, too. And Improv is like, the actors... Like I liked the jobs they did. Mm -hmm. They, but I don't think they visually represented the characters as they were shown in the games. Okay, yeah, like, I see. Like, like Leon did not look like a Leon to me, and it threw me off a little bit. Um, well, yeah, I never saw it. Like Leon is like this sh shaggy, shaggy-haired, like. 
uh, like delicately good looking type. Yeah. He obviously was never as burly as Chris, but he wasn't soft, I guess you could yeah. say. Whereas the way they, they wrote Leon, especially like the actor himself, like his facial features could easily, easily pull off like uh, a more rugged looking like visage. Yeah. And I think I think he's a good enough actor that he could have pulled it off as well. But just the way that Leon was portrayed altogether. Mm-hmm. Was he useless in the games? He was so Resident Evil 2 is his is his introduction in the games. And he like he was a rookie cop. Like mm-hmm. it was basically his first day at the at the force. But no, I never felt he was useless. Hell of a first experience. But yeah, he almost felt a little... Uh, it's almost like they turn, tried to turn Leon into the everyman type character. Mm. Right? It, it almost felt like he was the, the audience proxy and kind of being that out of fish out of water type. Oh God, I'm over my head. And that's not something in the Resident Evil games. Well, that's the thing, like, it's one of the reasons why I chose that as the the opening line. A, to tease you, and B, it actually did feel out of place. Yeah. Like, I never thought Leon was, like, a hapless tag-along in the games. Yeah. And RE2 and RE6 are the ones that I played the most of. Yeah. Mind you, RE2, it was, like, mostly the challenge mode. I would have loved to see more Jill. Yes. There definitely wasn't enough Jill, so I think if they have a uh, if they do a sequel, chances are there's going to be, well, there definitely should be more Jill interactions. Yeah, so that's so I was thinking about that. I think if they stay truer to the games, the next one would be would be more Jill focused Mm. because Resident Evil three is from the game side, Resident Evil two and three happen at the same time. Mm -hmm. Right. Where you're following. And so you follow Jill and, you know, have nemesis and stars and, and all that. So that could be, could be where they go. Um, I'm, which one? Which one is the one where it's like the president's daughter gets ki- kidnapped, and there's like fungal aliens? Am I like that? Four. That four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, skip. Skip that one. <laughs> Honestly, the Resident Evil is a video game. Just completely jumps ship after three. Um. Yeah. Three and Code Veronica. They become very different games. Yeah. They they it definitely become very different games. <laughs> um, I thought for for Jill, I feel like the writing wasn't Jill, but the attitude was. That's exactly where I was gonna say. Yeah, she she had a Jill feel, but her lines weren't written for Jill. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, and that's what I was gonna say. Is like I'm a little on the fence about wanting to see more Jill because of that it's you're right the attitude felt right to me but she would never be the one making the jill sandwich joke Mm. 
So they did slip that in pretty well. <laughs> I don't see her. I don't see her being the character that's going to say, hey, which is worse, getting eaten by a snake or eaten by a shark? See, I, I, I thought that was a. Wait, was, wasn't that. I, th- I felt like that was a reference I didn't get. So those were bosses. Okay. Yeah. Um, bosses in the previous games. So that would be that, again, giving a nod. Mm-hmm. I think they're from, I think they're both from Resident Evil 1 and 2 as well. So like, there's a whole section of the games where it's like f- the laboratory is flooded and there's a shark in there. <laughs> a zombie shark. I think I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, she definitely she had the attitude and you definitely knew she was capable. Yes. Like she you knew she was going to win that bet immediately um in the diner scene. Like there wasn't any question for it. You knew that she'd take care of herself, but those lines just didn't suit the character. Yeah. It didn't they didn't suit the character and it's it's a little weird that the two characters that don't quite feel right are probably the two more iconic of yeah. the four protagonists. Like most of the time you think Jill and Chris, not Leon and Claire. It's true. Or, sorry. Um uh, I meant I meant Jill, Jill and, Leon. and Leon. Yeah. Not not the Redfields. Like the Redfields have always been a big part, but so it's weird that both of them were were the ones that felt a little bit off. But, I mean, part of it could be they felt a little bit off because of how much, because of how iconic they are. No, no, they, they really ruined Leon. Well, I think given <laughs> the experiences from the first movie, I think they can adapt Leon and Jill both their attitudes to be more suited to how they were in the games. If there's a sequel, be- simply because going through something so rough will, will of course change a person. And especially Jill, Jill lost someone who um, she cared for that she trusted in and who had betrayed her. And she went through that. So I could yeah. see her coming out of that more like the Jill we know. Yeah. Same, same with Leon. Yeah, it's not the video game, but if they went that way, sure, yeah, I'll give it to them. Um, but I agree. Like, um, Chris was spot on. Yes, uh, Claire was pretty close. Uh, I'm not super familiar with Wesker, but he was all right. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh. It's sad that the true protagonist of this movie, Brad Vickers, died. <laughs> so everybody loves Daryl from Letterkenny. True. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> the uh, so that I love that he was in it, but that 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 was a case of someone having such a defining role for me that it ruined his character yeah and actually pulled me out of the film and i'm like wait a minute is is that daryl that's freaking daryl and like he was fine as a character and like i he definitely act yeah 
but I think he's going to need something that is just completely different than his mm. letter character, letter Kenny character to save him from being like typecast in my brain. Yeah. I'm usually good at separating people out. Yeah. See, it's funny. Um, the one who, the one casting choice that kind of pulled me out a little bit was, um, uh, the chief. Oh yeah. He, he felt more like sitcom to me or like the chief from a buddy cop. Yeah. So he plays, um, Harvey Bullock in Gotham. Oh, <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. So I just kept seeing that. <laughs> I assume it's a much different character than his Gotham character. Um, no. And I think that, that uh, didn't help, right? Because I mean, again, still that, still that kind of grizzled cop type. Like it wasn't. Well, I thought the the chief in this was different. more comedy relief. To he was. They weren't different enough. Oh, okay, yeah. To be able to keep, to be able to not see it for me. I get that um, feeling. Actually, the only the only bit of acting I didn't like was in the uh, mid credit teaser thing. I'm sorry, the 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 Wesker like coming back from the dead and falling to the ground and it's like gave me real buffy vibes and the whole like ooh ah ee the acting there was real crap and then the why can't I see and I'm like it was so good up until this yeah. point and then what happened here and then I did forgive it a bit because of the beta wong thing. It is bay. <laughs> More like <laughs> Yeah, more like beta right, am I right? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm just firing me already. I think with so this is kind of again, my lore for Resident Evil 1 isn't as good. Um so that was something again that makes the acting for Tim, you're right, absolutely terrible there. But just the the idea of it didn't quite make sense to me. Uh, it's because, I mean, they they changed the story, but not Wesker worked with Umbrella, mm -hmm. like, and I know they were friends, and that's why Chris hates Wesker so much. Okay, because because he was the one betrayed, and it is kind of her own thing. So I mean, at least they tied that tied that in there. It just felt weird that he was the one who was basically helping or you know doing whatever it is with wesker felt a little bit out of place to me but it's sequel bait and i'm interested to see how that sequel bait plays out i would as well i hope this movie does well and then they have they do another movie with the same intentions um with a larger budget yeah and from my perspective, like being able to watch this, which is like a video game translated to film, I can go into it and fully enjoy for what it is. But just to go back to like one of your very earlier points, it's probably not the greatest entry point to video games. Yeah. So let's... Let's explore that just a little bit more. Not necessarily the entry point to the video games, but let's remove the video game Resident Evil 
heart out of this for a second. How'd you feel it stood up as a zombie film? Uh, not great. Yeah. Uh, it stood up more as a horror movie than it did, like a generic horror movie, than it did as a zombie film. So it definitely had those scenes like, I, you know me, I don't like horror movies. Yeah. But I do have a soft spot for zombie films. Like, you and me were into zombies way before they got repopularized in, like, the mid-aughts. Yeah. Like, it had me have those scenes where I was, like, squinching my eyes and kind of looking away. Like, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. When you know that they didn't have, like, super gory bits. The guy's mm. throat wasn't going to get torn out, and then you would see it like his larynx or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it had a feel like that. But as far as a zombie movie, one of the key points of the zombie movies are it's a wave, it's a force, and it's not something you can stop. Mm-hmm. You can only delay it. It's more like shuttering your windows when the hurricane's coming. Whereas... Um, because of the capabilities of everybody in the show, and especially most of the action was around the stars people. Yeah. It felt more like cars coming to this, to a stop at a stop light. Yeah. Like it's, it's something that they were able to defend apart, defend against. It was a feeling that was portrayed to me. If I were to analyze it by the numbers though, I guess technically, like, half their squad did get wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, do do you feel that, like, as a zombie flick, it could hold up? Um, I feel there were, I feel there were scenes that felt very zombie-ish. But, no, I'd, I'd agree with you in general. General horror works better. Uh, the zombies just happened to be the horror as opposed to, I mean, we never even had a, I mean, I guess they kind of tried to do a scare of a bite and such like that, but and for the most part, they died. <laughs> People who were, were getting bitten. Um, no, I, I'd agree with your assessment there. See, that's, that's where the last uh, Resident Evil one film, the Jovovich one, so it was definitely elevated and more superhero-esque. It was definitely closer to your, like, Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. It definitely had more of that zombie feel. But the thing is, Welcome to Raccoon City wasn't able to capture it because the only direction they would have went, been able to go was, like, mid-90s, early, or late, mid-90s, late-80s zombie flicks, which were more campy mm-hmm. and almost humorous in comparison yeah, yeah. and I, I i mean i don't think it went for a zombie movie it just no. fully full scent for video game again it's one of those things that i think actually plays well to the games and helps capture the feel of the games more like yes zombies are the enemies but even Resin, even the Resident Evil games, I don't really consider them zombie games. It's such a different feel compared to... Um, oh, why is it, Dead Rising. Mm. 
somewhere, right? Where it's you're, as you said, fighting that wave. Uh, I guess it's the thing. It's survival horror, not zombies. Zombies mm. just happen to be what you're surviving. Um, sorry, this just came to me. You know what they? If they were going to change change a character like they did with Leon, they should have done it with Claire instead. Hmm. Well, especially if they were already taking liberties with her character. Yeah. I, 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 it would have made more sense to me to have Claire be the bit of a fish out of water, you know, visiting her cop boyfriend or cop boyfriend. Ah. Uh, there's a, that's probably written somewhere on the internet. Oh, probably. Um, <laughs> cop brother. <laughs> yes, cop brother. Right. Reason to be in Raccoon City, reason to go to the police station. Have her be the one shown how to, you know, use a shotgun um, as opposed to the cop. Uh, I think I could have seen that making a little more sense. All I can say, I'm not a nostalgia person. Yeah. But my gamer heart was satisfied. My movie heart, it just feels like something was missing. And I think that's all related to the fact that this, again, is firmly a video game movie, but it, I don't actually see this appealing to a general audience. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I feel with it, too. Um, this wasn't a bad movie. Oh, no, I, I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. I could see myself watching it again, for sure. It's, again, it's just that, Give it that little bit room to breathe. You had. You were gamey without being overly gamey, but you forgot to add that little bit extra for the general appeal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's another place where, again, maybe switching Claire to be the the inexperienced one. Could have helped helped that a little bit too because let's face it it feels really awkward having the pop be the one who has no idea what he's doing um and you just have that little bit of character growth by actually having a character who has who's just trying to survive and has no experience no skills trying to do it mm -hmm. would help would definitely help with that yeah i don't i don't see a horror or an action genre like interested individual mm -hmm. coming out of the movie being like oh, i really like that without having some of that gamer roots or at least survival horror knowledge yeah you know what? i just thought of something i talk All about right. nods I, I would have loved if claire had a backpack and she put in something like she puts in two items and then someone tries to hand her something else and she goes it won't fit in here. Yeah. <laughs> like just after putting one box of ammo and a flashlight in, I would have lost it. I, I would have thought that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been amazing. <laughs> I personally would give this uh, 21 out of 28 Resident Evils. That's because uh, apparently there's 28 Resident Evil games in the franchise. Oh my god, there's 28. Yeah, I guess there is. Yeah, across them all. 
Sorry, I'm just thinking about how many games there are now. <laughs> well, so There's many four for every number. There's four for every numbered game. <laughs> what is this Final Fantasy? <laughs> yeah, I yeah I agree. It was quite enjoyable. I think with for for the average audience though, I'm probably gonna say lower. I'd probably say yeah. something like seventeen out of twenty eight. It's it's Yeah, I was gonna say eighteen. Yeah, it's I just I don't see it appealing to the average Joe. And I think unfortunately, this is a weird way. Resident Evil is one of those franchises that's in the cultural zeitgeist a lot more than like Silent Hill even uh, because of such success with the um, with the Jovovich ones mm-hmm. and I think I think you're right I think that's going to hurt it well, my... because you're going to you're going to get people who are familiar with the Jovovich ones which do very well and they're going to go this is nothing like it if you're yeah, if you're a fan of that film series, then you're probably not going to like this one at all. It's a completely different feel, which which is funny because you you and I will always harsh on something where it seems where it it feels like it's it's obvious that the person isn't actually familiar with the source material, such as Silent Hill Revelations. It it feels so weird weird to say. But I think the failing of this movie is that it stayed far too true to the game. Yeah. Instead of letting itself film up a bit, especially when the acting was good. It seemed like the directing was good. The the sound, the set, the lighting, like everything really good. Uh, Did have minus points, though. Using a darkened motorcycle visor while riding at night is a terrible idea. Be fair. Would she have had time to change it? <laughs> Sleep it up or something? Yeah, leave it like partially yeah. up. It was raining. She could. Yeah. It just. Uh, <laughs> just do it right. At least it wasn't like Resident Evil, Evil 6, the game where you're doing like 60 and you're not counter steering. Yeah, like that caused us to wipe a bunch of times because I just kept getting <laughs> distracted with, like that's not how motorbike mo- motorbikes motorbikes work. Yeah, it's um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so but more of the story. I I actually did. I like the movie, and anyone who's a fan of the game, I think should see it. Yeah, I also especially like that uh, due to recent world events, it seems like ticket prices are back down to what they were like a decade ago. I know, right? <laughs> Getting a snack, a drink, and a movie for like, I paid what, like 25 bucks total. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 25 Canadian rubles. And I, I was able to like have a good time. Yeah. Two, two years ago, that would have been like easily $35, maybe 40 Yeah. 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 I was surprised how cheap it was to get in. <laughs> I might, uh, might check out a few more movies. Overall, I'd have to say, keep it up. I throw 
I throw this one here much closer to Silent Hill than most other video game movies. I think this one feels like one of the, this is how you do a video game movie. A lot closer to that mark than. Uh, yeah. And uh, again, like I say it is a failing, but the, the failing was it being too dedicated. Had it loosened up more. Uh, like if it was already taping, taking liberties, yeah, ways that they could push it in a film sense that would make it feel more accessible. Yeah, and I mean I'm not one for gatekeeping. I I think that anyone should be able to walk into this movie and have just a good as amount of time as me. I might just have a few more chuckles because I understand a few things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. I laughed at that reference to the to the snake and shark. And I didn't like, get it. Yeah. Uh, of course, I laughed at the chill sandwich, which, again, if you're not familiar, you're not going to laugh, but... I missed that line completely. Nods. Yeah. Yeah, it's when she took uh, Chris's sandwich. Oh. Or was it Chris or Wesker's sandwich, like right at the beginning? It's like, uh, well, now it's chill sandwich. <laughs> I think it's... It was Wesker's. Oh yeah, it was Wesker's, yeah. Because Wesker's <laughs> was finger quotations the dick. Yes. Which uh, like he seemed like an okay guy. Oh yeah. It seemed like he was just hazing a bit. But Yeah. I guess with that I'll I'll wrap it up, I guess. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> with that, this has been Beardy and the Beast Media Club. Join us next time for our Christmas special where we discuss the Christmas classic Die Hard. We're available here and on many other services with a full list at available at beardyandthebeast.com. Later. Have a good one.